0: everyone you've just uh, gonna hear from our lovely friend Richard Tubb and Stephen McCormick from London my name is Pascal Fintonia I have the immense pleasure of being part of Team Tub as a content strategist and I saw some tweets on the Twitter that our two international men and mystery are having a wonderful time in London so hello to Richard and Stephen
1: oh thank you Pascal so we're here at ChannelSec uh, at um, uh, in London, and it's a, it's a, quite a big security conference. It's aimed at managed service providers and IT solution providers in the channel, as the clue would give away, and it's all focused around cyber security. So, in terms of attendance, here we're at the Royal Lancaster Hotel. There was three hundred MSPs registered, and um, we guessed and we're still in probably about hundred MSPs in attendance which is not unusual nowadays, dropout in terms of people who register and don't come along to events. But I feel like the event had a good vibe, didn't it? There was lots going on. It did, yes. Um, And I mean, we've picked a perfect day as
2: well. It's been an absolutely gloriously beautiful day. Um, And we've seen, yeah, we've seen loads of MSPs, vendors. We had some great speakers. And of course, it was all kicked off by X. England rugby legend Will Greenwood,
1: wasn't he? Yeah. It? So, Will Greenwood, who is arguably one of England's greatest ever rugby players. Uh, so, he kicked it off. And you're asking, well, what has Will Greenwood got to do with cybersecurity? Um, well, he, he was giving us a presentation, a keynote presentation on high performing teams. It was fascinating. He's a, an incredibly funny uh, fellow. So it was a great way to get the day started. But Will Greenwood, actually, people don't know, he's involved in an artificial intelligence customer service company. Uh, so, customer service, you know, uh, and AI um, uh, to augment that. So, we know a little bit about the technology. Sphere, That said, really funny guy. Um, and he did the, the it was pretty much a warm up act there. So he got us to uh, all stand up early on and uh, <laughs> go to a random person who we didn't know and introduce ourselves. You know, and this is not too unusual for for events. But, of course, in the IT industry, uh, a lot of people would prefer to talk to computers rather than human beings. So it really did uh, break the ice. And uh, personally, I met Greg Wright, who's the MD of NEOS IT and MSP in London. Who did you meet, Stephen? Can you recall?
2: Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I met several individuals. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's so weird in these spaces. You kind of see the same faces, but yeah. uh, it is actually nice to go and meet Somebody new. Um. Now I met a lady called Rami. Um. And yep. she. Uh. She's also involved in the kind of. Uh. PR side of, of things. And so. Um. Yeah. So we're gonna. F- follow up. Um. Later next. Week and. Uh, uh. There's a lady called Emily who's who was very interested in in peer groups. That's uh. That's I'm gonna be speaking. More to as as well, yeah.
1: So it was really interesting. So we Will got started with that, and that was only Pascal. It only took sort of three minutes. People standing up and sort of chatting to people, and Will had a hard job then regaining the audience and saying, "Okay, settle down, people. I want to talk to you." (laughs) In fact, as I said, he was a really funny guy throughout. But there was a lot of really good value from his presentation. So, so we said, like, typically, people when you ask them how are you doing, they will say, "Yeah, I'm okay," or "I'm busy." And he was like, "Ask again." How are you really? Because people then realize you're not just exchanging pleasantries, you actually want to know about them, which I thought was really interesting. And some of the other nuggets I took from his session were he was talking about within the AI organization he works within, they don't believe in best practices. In fact, he says best practice doesn't exist. He said, but what you should be doing is striving for better practice, which I quite like there, because we all know you're never going to finish your business. You're never going to perfect it. But if you're always striving for better practice, I like that as well. And, but for me, the, the biggest takeaway, and I know this is a bit of a sound bite, but he said, don't treat people as you would like to be treated. Treat people as they would like to be treated. And in this age, you know, we're, we're, we're learning a lot about neurodivergency uh, and uh, and things of that nature. I thought that was really interesting. And uh, so I made a note of that as well. And then Will went on, um, and again, this, is, this was just an opening 20-minute session, uh, Pascal, so you can see it was packed full of value and very entertaining as well. He talked a little bit about the work they've done with the Royal Marines uh, and how he learned from the Royal Marines to do an immediate post-mortem. You know, even if you win, so whether you're putting an event on, whether you're running a webinar, whatever it might be, sporting teams, even if you win, spend two minutes afterwards for doing what they call in the Royal Marines as a hot debrief. So capture your thoughts, learn from it. And he said, this is super important. You know, people can be very honest there. And and the the final bit of advice he gave, and he was already overrunning at this point, wasn't yeah, he, Stephen? It was, but he was, uh... it
2: was full of really interesting <laughs> stories, though, as well. And a lot of his experience come with very... Um, transferable skills, you know, and uh, there there are all these values, and he actually related them all to things that he has transferred into his new business role, which I thought was great, you know. Yeah. So,
1: and and so the final piece of advice he gave Pascal was uh to to look outside of the IT industry. Mm. um and to to see what other people are doing to adopt it to tweak it and to make it your own which i'm really glad you said because that that really matches up with something that we've been saying at Team to for quite some time you know uh, don't just look in the it industry look well beyond it because there is some really talented people out there and some of the ideas that you can pick up outside the it industry can be real gold adopted and used within the it industry so Big thumbs up from me for Will Greenwood. Did you you enjoy him? Uh, absolutely. You know,
2: uh, he he kind of hit the room's level at just that right, you know, point to actually kick off a a fantastic event which was all about cyber security and cyber resilience. So I, I thought it was great to kind of start on that note where we're all on the same page. We're all f- focused and, 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 you know, he, he really got that room's
0: energy up i felt yeah so let me ask you about obviously the event and the the subject matter what was the intention from the organizers and the sponsors is it because uh, across all industry we need to do better faster is it because you know there's a sense of pride in terms of the industry and and how much further on it is what was the intention behind the event do you think
1: so the intention behind the event is a focus on security for managed service providers. Um, so MSPs, of course, all MSPs have got to be concerned with security, but there's a lot of other things that MSPs need to do as well. You know, they, they they've, they've got to be patching, they've got to be updating, they've got to be looking after clients' at their, um, support requests, a myriad sort of things. You know, and I know as running a, an MSP myself in the past, but security is top of the the the, the importance list there because. It doesn't matter. You can be the best IT company in the world, but if your client gets breached, they're just gonna they're gonna you know throw the book at you. They're really gonna blame you for it. So I think the idea behind the events, uh, you know, and I can't remember how many years this event has run. This is my first time at Channel ChannelSec, uh, but it is to put that focus on talk of security. So yeah, it was really good. But as we found with Will Greenwood kicking things off, you know, the organizers wanted to get things off. Um, to a good start with a well-known name and a, a warm startup and he certainly did that.
0: Can I ask yeah. you uh, Stephen, in terms of um I was looking at the agenda for today and that has some serious case of formal when I saw this session on 30 years of cybercrime in 30 minutes. Did you have a chance to to listen to and watch that one, Stephen?
2: Um really? so yeah, I mean that, that so a lot of the workshops um that came after that they were all focused around how how we got to, to where where we are now so depending on whether we were talking about artificial intelligence or whether we were talking about um the way that uh that um cyber crimes changed from just uh spamming and uh ddos to more kind of focused spear phishing and and malware it's it's kind of it's kind of evolved over the course of 40, 50 years, where it's no longer based on 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 kind of anarchists in their bedrooms. It's it's actually organized, um, kind of almost syndicates now that that are actually pushing out these these very hard to to uh spot um uh kind of malware and it's like it's become such big business now um the speaker on the day uh graham clearly he he kind of he he actually knew that you know it's it's kind of easy to to kind of see it all as this kind of faceless um you know hoodie wearing um kind of hacker that that we see in in films and I know you, you you will appreciate this one uh pascal but it's it's actually more like they are corporations now they are they are focused on on generating income and and they're yeah they're, they're very hard to catch and and make accountable so yeah it was really really interesting
1: and Graham early on, uh, and for anybody not familiar with security blogger, Graham Cluley is a legend in the industry. He was, again, a very uh, engaging, very funny speaker. And he started off the session Pascal. And for, for those of us of a, maybe a certain experience level in the IT industry or a certain amount of years, uh, he was highlighting some of the early viruses and some of the early hacker crews and things of that nature. And of course, it was hilarious with hindsight to look. And he said, like, back when he, um, you know, used to be, involved in the early days of cyber security um they actually used to send out antivirus updates uh you know to people for their antivirus packages at what, once a quarter they'd send a five and a quarter inch floppy disk out once every three months <laughs> yes. here's the latest update now if you were really security conscious he said you could subscribe and have it once a month and of course, now there's millions, millions of these things coming out um, you know, every single every single day. So it was a lighthearted start looking at where cybersecurity has come from and to where it is now. But as Stephen said, it's big business now. Make no mistake about it. These are not people sitting in bedrooms, you know, doing it for, for anarchist reasons to prove a point or just because they're bored. This is big business with bad guys. And so uh, it was a really good presentation from him.
0: Uh, you know, th- this whole event is obviously a combination of keynotes, workshops, uh, addresses, networking. But you guys were also busy, judging by all the evidence on Twitter in particular, um, content creating. And shout out to Tim Turb as well, because there are some videos that have been published right this afternoon that you recorded this morning. So there was some amazing turnaround. So, you know, now nice shout out to the team. But yeah, what. Were you busy doing interviews? Were you busy kind of catching up with people for future?
1: Yeah, we spoke to a variety of people, didn't we? Um, we did. Most of the, um, uh, mostly vendors. Uh, we spoke to a couple of MSPs early on in the day, um, and we uh, we published uh, those. Um, so we would speak to. We spoke to Paul Croker of 18 IT. Uh, He was talking about how he chooses his cybersecurity tools. Of course, you come to an event like this, there's hundreds of vendors and like there's probably thousands of products. Like, So how do you choose what's best? And um, we spoke to Theo uh, Nell as well, runs an MSP based in London. And Theo was saying, actually, more and more um, him and his peers are leaning on the distributors such as Pax8, uh, to get the advice they need about the right tools to deploy within their business. So rather than you know looking to the, to the whole market and everything, they're trusting people like Pax8 to actually to, to look, to curate uh, with a refined eye. These are the tools that MSPs need to be looking at. And so for me, that was a really important message to get out to MSPs, that distributors such as Pax8... Are your partners? They're not just selling you a product. They're, the value they're adding is they've gone through the best of, best in class. They understand the products. They've built the relationships, and now the MSPs are ready to rip the rewards. So we we did interviews didn't we, with with uh, Austin Thomas, who was the who's the senior director of security at Pax Eight. Austin was talking about the importance of not believing that you've just got to spend loads of money on cybersecurity. Of course, you know you can get great returns from it but he said two-factor authentication making sure things are patched uh that type of thing is is going to yield huge benefits you're going to get to like 80 percent of uh, mitigation efforts and then you can start looking to some of the more advanced tools but uh who else
2: did we speak to steven uh we spoke to uh M- michael breeze or also of paxate yes. um about what he's been Doing a uh, lot of um, masterclasses and and things of that nature. Yeah. Jason
1: Kelmsley of um, Uptime Solutions. Yeah, you, you'll enjoy this one, uh, Pascal. So, Jason and uh, the team at Uptime Solutions have re- uh, recently, like really recently in the past couple of weeks, introduced uh, their own built. So, this is proprietary, it's not, you know, ChatGPT or OpenAI or anything. They've built uh, an AI platform to triage incoming tickets from clients. So, And they've got it up already. I think he said a 93% success rate. So the first thing they said was when the ticket comes in, they want to use OpenAI to make sure that like, it gets rooted to the right person, uh, it gets given the uh, attention it deserves. Uh, and they said, you know, this is not going to replace humans, but it's going to speed up getting the right humans to look at the tickets at the right time. Um, And they said anything below 75%, no, we're not going to accept it. But they've already, within a couple of weeks, got it up to a 93% rate. So that's probably, at this stage, higher than a human being sitting there and working out where those tickets are going to go. So that's really exciting for uptime partners to see AI used practically for for good reasons, Mm -hmm. not just as a gimmick. And, of course, the more data that they this
2: thing that the the higher that the actual percentage is is going to be so um it it is it's very very interesting a lot of vendors seem to be going that that way too that's all about analyzing the data to see where they can save the the ticket logger time you know what I mean just to try and get those triaged quickly yeah
1: we also, um, uh, Pascal. I, I want to throw it out there because we had a brilliant conversation with uh, Damon Giddings of Acronis. Now, Acronis is a name that a lot of people in the industry know, uh, but perhaps they've got a bit of a perception problem because people think, "Oh, yeah, they do. Um, they do a, a disk imaging tool. Oh, they do much, much more than that." And um, we we heard Paul Croker and Theo now talking about this this idea of vendor sprawl that msps are, are, are struggling with where there's so many vendors so many tools so many dashboards for them to go it can become a dangerous uh sort of situation for the msps and their clients so damon was talking about the amount of integrated tools that acronis have got under one roof uh and as you know i've spent a lot of time with the acronis team across in uh, florida and in, in europe and uh, they are really knocking it out of the park you know making it super easy for msps to deploy and to use these tools because you know we're a lot of us are geeks we look at these things and go oh brilliant you know a tool to hack around with but actually when it boils down to it you want tools where you can press a button the client is protected and when something if anything does go wrong it flags it to you in plain English and tells you, here's what we've done to keep you safe, or here's the next step that you need to take. And so Damon did a really good job of telling us about all the different things that Acronis are doing uh, there. Uh, really impressive stuff.
2: Yeah, because he he, he was really, he, well, he, he seemed very nervous before he went on camera, but do you know what? He did an absolutely fantastic job. Yeah. Um, he was very clear, very uh, he, he gave an absolutely fantastic insight interview and I think uh, I think I should shout that out because yeah yeah
1: because um... we we um, we act as a bit of a double act don't we Steve we often yeah. go to these vendors <laughs> and to these MSBs and say hey would you like to be on camera to talk about this great here we are then and stick the camera in the face before they have an opportunity <laughs> to actually object and before they know it they're over but of course for anybody listening who is uh, you know sort of uh, uh, giggling at that or laughing at it and stuff we're all experts in this and so people um perhaps sometimes can spend too much time thinking about what they want to say rather than just saying it off the cuff and we try to encourage people to say things off the cuff.
0: well on that very point that's the reason why we're starting those audio travel logs you know just catch you uh, i know that i got a couple of whatsapp message well, what do you want us to say i said well you just tell us what happened today and i have to say um what a delight to to hear the how much you've enjoyed today, you know, and your voices and so on. So, uh, I mean, what's happening now? I mean, are you wrapping up and is it over? Is it more happening in the evening? Well, there's the, there's the
1: channel awards party tonight. So, uh, people here, uh, they're wrapping up, but they're getting their tuxedos and posh, posh frocks <laughs> on. Uh, That's to a good to award. But Steve and I, we were having a conversation with this, and I think this is a growing movement in the MSP industry. Maybe it's an age thing, maybe it's an experience <laughs> thing. We said, We're going to skip out and we're going to go and join um one of our good friends and clients, uh, Robert Ball of Keepable, and we're going to go down to uh, to a lovely restaurant in uh, Borough Market. We're going to have a couple of pints in a local pub. We're going to sit down and have a quiet, lovely uh, meal. And uh, uh, I won't say an early night, but a much quieter <laughs> night than they're going to have here at the party. So uh, call us names if you will, but there you go. That comes mm. with experience and we're going to wake up with a, a less sore head and workaholics
2: we are workaholics that is <laughs> the, <that's laughs> exactly what that's yeah. the
1: way we should have framed yeah, it yeah yeah uh,
2: so uh yeah
0: hello question for for our listeners so you, richard you traveled from london Stephen, you traveled from birmingham um who got to london first yesterday then
1: i traveled from newcastle newcastle mm-hmm. upon Tyne so my, i was what there was there was train works. So it took me four hours, but I got in at midday mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, and you got in. Uh, I got in a little bit later.
2: About uh, well, it's about five to nine. So uh, yeah, I again, I I was working through through the day, and then went at a quieter
0: time, so I'd have a much quieter train. Yeah, yeah, that's the universal rule that those who are the closest are the latest. You know, that's just <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> well. Em- Anybody, any of our uh, long-time listeners will know um, uh, Stephen spends a lot of time going out to local groups and things. You've had some nightmare journeys, like he oh, has yeah. set out from Birmingham to get to Edinburgh and arrived. Like like um, Shackleton or something. Like six days later, I think. It is. I believe uh, the train left at twelve o'clock in the afternoon, and I got there for ten. So a ten-hour tra- 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 train journey. Yeah. What we've learned in the industry, Pascal, is if you're going to catch a train somewhere, don't do it with Stephen because he's uh,
2: don't catch the same train as me. He's got basically. four. <laughs> I, am I think.
1: A-
0: it it's probably to- uh, there's a special uh, Twitter account where we track where Stephen uh, <laughs> is traveling and people avoid the same transplantation and, and systems. Listen, thank you so much, the two of you, for giving us a quick update and sharing a bit more about what it felt like to be at that amazing event in London. And, well, what do you think? That was, you know, first uh, tie for you to be on the other side of the interviewing desk, so to speak. You enjoyed it? You want to do that again?
2: Love it. Yeah, that's yeah, that great. great. Yeah, thank you for hosting. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Not at all for our listeners. Thank you very much for listening again. And us know what you think of those auto travel logs and don't be afraid as well to send questions to Stephen and Richard. But for now, you two have a lovely evening. You deserve it. And we we'll catch you very soon. Cheers. Thank you, Pascal. <laughs>